Welcome to another episode of the LeafCast. Takes by Leaf for Leaf. Yo, it's been an interesting, uh, took a little time off, you know, just to handle a couple things here in the house and get myself mentally together to do another episode. So, just want to again really send all my appreciation out to the listening audience. You know, as I've said other times when I was talking to a couple of folk about, you know, doing the podcast that really, you know, I did this show, I do this show, you know, for my friends and family. That was the purpose of the show. We're all in the quarantine. What better way for me to share my thoughts than via podcast as opposed to texting everybody every single thing. So the goal is, you know, hey, the show is, you know, humorous, but it's also taking in, you know, the context of where we are and the realities of where we are. So we do touch on some political things and thoughts. So while we are far from meet the press or the McLaughlin group for some of you older folk out there, you know, it's definitely a show where we're going to talk about current events and topics. So with that said, I want to talk a little bit and I feel like almost every episode, you know, again, we're going to have a segment called white people losing their minds. And Here's another episode. So, Mass. There's been several spottings of white people going into grocery stores and other public establishments wearing Klan's hoods. Right? If, if for you, oh, some of you for you know are not familiar with a Klan's hood, it is um a pointy hat, almost like a dunce hat. Um, but there's kind of like um. A, a, a curtain that falls around the face and the head so you can't see the person but there's eyes cut out obviously it's almost like almost like a, a pointy ghost you know costume that's kind of like what the clan's head looks like I'm sure in you know the 1800s and 1920s 30s 40s you know if you were to see a white man in a clan's outfit or a clan hat if for a black person, it would strike fear into you. I'm sure it would. Now, it looks fucking ridiculous. And then, see, the thing is about the clan. There's multiple versions. There's not like one unified clan. There's all sorts of different clans. Some clans got like different colored outfits. You know, the hoods is like different shades. Maybe some clans they got like stripes on them or whatever. And there's wizards and imperial wizards and a lot of shit. I mean, more shit than I I, I care to give a fuck about. But the point is. This cat is um is a white dude. He's in a grocery store. And, you know, I saw the picture of him. He's rocking a Klan hat. And my first thought when I saw this, the Klan hat was, number one, this guy looks ridiculous. Like, if I, you know, again, if I came in from a different country and I saw a guy wearing this, I would think, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? So, you look like an idiot wearing a Klan hat. But, moreover than that, I wanted to myself... Here's the thing, and I literally, I, I thought about it, and I don't have an answer. I did some research. Where do you get the clans hat? I went on, uh, I did a Google search. I went on Amazon. I looked for clan hoods. I literally, actually, if you type in Ku Klux Klan, hood will come up. So I'm not the first person who thought to go to Amazon for a hood. So I could not find a hood. On Amazon, I did some Google searches, 
Um, it took me to some places that I did not want to frequent on the internet, <laughs> but I couldn't find, like, I couldn't find a hood, a hood, like, at, like, Walmart or, like, you know, any, like, real store. I could not find a hood. Um, because a part of me was thinking just, I think, you know, there was, like, you know, there used to be, like, a, uh, a skit about this, a comedy skit about, you know, there's a movie, you know, there's done like, you know, black people dressing up as Klansmen or white people thinking of the black guys are Klansmen. So I thought, you know, maybe I could really play this out in real time. I get the whole outfit. I have to obviously wear some gloves, but you know, I could go down, you know, I, you know first of all, I wouldn't do it in, I, I wouldn't do it in DC. It'd probably just be like a recipe for an ass kicking, <laughs> you know, even after, after I got the mask off and they unmasked me, I don't think that would stop people from whooping my ass. Um, but I, I'm pretty confident if I went out to certain places of Maryland, Virginia, you know, I think people would embrace me, dap me up. I might even get some specials, you know, because of the outfit. But, you know, again, it's just an amazing time that we're living in. And I think because of all the anxiety and fear that has been created because we're living through this pandemic, again, white people lose their minds. So the byproduct of that is cats walking around rocking hoods in the grocery store. I also saw an article where, again, two white guys decided that they were going to rob a convenience store in the pandemic. God bless. You know, so their thought process was, and again, I don't know where they were from. I don't know whether they had done drugs or multiple drugs in advance of planning this heist. But they decided in lieu of wearing, you know, hoods, uh, you know, it's anything, any other covering of one's face, they decided, literally, and that's, I swear to God, this is true, you can look it up on the internet, they would uh, hollow out a watermelon and put their head inside the watermelon and, you know, poke two holes in it, and then that's what they would wear as masks, and they would go out and rob stores with a watermelon on their head. Now, these are white dudes. Okay, so there's many questions. One is how many watermelons did they have to purchase before they could get the watermelon cut correctly to fit on one's head and get the eyes out? Second of all, like, did they clean out the watermelon or did you, were they walking around with watermelon juice just, just kind of running down the inside of the helmet, kind of in their face? Like, I, I don't, I mean, you know, I like watermelon, but I, don't, I wouldn't want that shit embedded in my hair. You know, who knows? But again, the thought process at times that are this extreme, again, white people just start to lose their mind and they lose their mind in some ways that, you know, is understandable, not the reaction to it, but you understand how people can lose their mind. And you also, you, you know, they lose their mind in the context of they actively have what they would perceive to be the president, the free leader of the free world, telling them bullshit. So it's not like they're just losing their mind in isolation. Like the president is actively telling them hyperbolic lies. Uh, these people, again, are just kind of falling for the banana in the tailpipe. Beverly Hills Cop reference. And you just want to ask yourself, like, wow. Like, there, there's, I don't know how many Americas there are, you know, they say, oh, there's two Americas, but I think there's an America that, you know, listens to common sense or applies common sense, and then I think there's another piece of America that just says, fuck it, you know? And so, it really kind of leads to the point, right now we're at 90,000 deaths, 
Since February 29th, we're at 90,000 deaths. We probably have more that's typically um, underreported, but we have 90,000 dead reported right now in the United States of America since February 29th. That's more than 9-11. That's more than the Korean War. That's, that's I mean, we're, we're, the losses that we're talking about are staggering. And in the face of potentially more losses, I think every state, save, save for one state, has opened up their jurisdiction to some extent or another. So people, again, there are people that have to go out because of necessity, i.e. I have no other means of making money outside of having to be an essential worker or something along those lines or going back to a factory or whatever that may be. There are those folk, right? And then there are people like, you know, you see them, you know, I see them on television, you know, like going out to eat. It's hanging out. You know, it's just like, you know, look, it's a free country in some respects, but is it that free? Because my whole thing is, if for these people that are out here right now, just gallivanting around, you know, chilling, you know, just, just, just fucking violating all of the recommendations that have been put into place, whether it be, you know, um, you know, distance or anything, I just want them to be marked. They should mark these people. They should get an X on their heads or their foreheads and then you'd know because if I saw a motherfucker with X and Y I'd be like oh no 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 I want to stay I don't want them dropping off my groceries I don't want to deal with this person with the X on their forehead because number one that person could be contagious with the shit but number two that person is in my perspective exhibited such poor judgment that I really I, I, I choose not to fuck with you like your your judgment and my and my judgment, you know, homie, they, they don't mix. So, you know, we talk about the hyperbole that's coming from the White House, and um, there's a new critique out there, or a new kind of well, it, it's it's an oldie but goodie. So it started, yeah, I want to say in like April, April fourth, something along those lines. You know, maybe April first, April Fool's Day, but they started at a point where the president, you know, really started to beat the drum. Uh, for hydro or hydroxychloroquine. Okay, this is a drug that is used for malaria, you know, lupus, other things. But for whatever the reason is, he got a hold of a testing of eight people. This is true. They did a trial on eight people. They seem to think the initial trial in April, early April, on eight people would suggest that this drug uh, could be effective as it relates to, you know, getting COVID-19. So the president starts this, you know, again, march towards stupidity by suggesting to people, you can take this drug. And his refrain was, what do you have to lose? And doctors and people with common sense said, your life. So there's literally, so one of the side effects. So first off, if you are, if you have COVID-19, right? And you're having problems breathing and all this kind of shit like this. This drug literally can accelerate your pathway to death. Meaning if you were on death's doorstep because you had COVID-19, think about adding this drug to the mix. It's almost like knocking on death's door, then knocking again, and then ringing the bell to please see if death can come out and play today. Like this is the kind of just, this literally doctors have said, they had to go out and say this, hey, 
This is not a cure for fucking COVID-19. It's not a vaccine. It's not a cure. Do not use it as such. The FDA, the FDA, his own administration, the administration's own administration's FDA has said this is a bad idea. So he kind of got beaten down by that a little bit. You know, I think um, so he just kind of let it drop. But again, you got to understand one of the things, while he may not be what he likes to call himself a stable genius, but he is very adept, extremely adept about hiding the ball. Or you know what? He's very adept for a certain percentage of the population. Let's qualify it like that. So, again, here's the tipping point. We are steadily approaching Memorial Day, right? All of the states, and he's been urging every state, you know, hey, open it up, get back out there, open it up, let's go. Americans want to be out. We're warriors, right? He wants you not to focus on the 90,000 dead. That's a staggering number. If you just think about it, from February 29th to May, 90,000 human beings have died. What is interesting about this is that if you want a rationale to justify dumb shit, you can find one. So some of the arguments are, well, the numbers are going down. The number of cases may be going down at a high level, and that's because the disease has plateaued and appears to be dying down in New York, in the greater New York region. But you still continue to see upticks in the Midwest and in the South. Where these were some of the states that either Republican-led administration or, or governors who either had no stay-at-home orders, were late to issue stay-at-home orders, or have just literally, you know, turned a blind eye to death. Whether it be in their prisons, whether it be in their food plants, their food processing plants, whether, whether it be in their nursing homes. And, you know... A childlike response would be, hey, it's only happening in those type of environments. Fuck it. We're good. But the problem is employees, people work at prisons. They are actual employees at the prisons, not just the prisoners. So if the prisoners are dying, guess who's dying as well? If the prisoners are infected, Guess who's infected as well? And guess who's coming home? The guards, all the support staff, and guess who they're coming home to spread that infection to? The same applies to a nursing home. The same applies to a meat plaque. So these concepts about, oh, it's only limited to these same places again, you can try to justify anything if you really want. But I want to get back to this drug because now the president is tripled down on stupidity somewhat similar to when he pronounced that hey if you can you can inject bleach or Lysol into your veins that may you know fight the coronavirus it's probably going to kill you but that may fight it or somehow inserting ultraviolet light into the body 
So now, again, as another distraction, he has said, you know, for hydroxide chloroquine, he's taking the drug. He's been taking the drug himself, allegedly, for two weeks. And I say allegedly because you just have to ask yourself, do you believe that shit? Part of me thinks this could be true because he's the type of person who says fuck you when people tell him things that are, you know, hey, you shouldn't do this, hey, you shouldn't do that. He kind of goes with his gut. The other part of me, so I'm, I'm, I'm probably about 90-10, that maybe he is taking this drug, 90% saying, of course he's not fucking taking this drug. Here's why I don't think that he's taking the drug. Let me read to you the common side effects from said drug. Headache, dizziness, nausea, vomiting, stomach pain, loss of appetite, weight loss, feeling nervous, irritability, skin rash, itching, or hair loss. Think about your president for a second. Think about the guy that you elected. <laughs> I say that facetiously, but my point is, if he, if someone gave him a pill and said, hey, here's a pill, and one of the side effects of that pill is going to make you lose what little hair you have left stapled onto your head, do you think he'd take it? Or here's a pill that's going to make you vomit? Here's a pill that's not going to make you want to eat? <laughs> like, are these things, you see the president, does he look thinner? Like, I mean, again, if you, I mean, you know, again, I'm not trying to, you know, make light of the situation, but again, you have to just think about things and apply logic and reason, right? So logic and reason would say, from my perspective, you'd listen to the doctors and scientists, and logic and reason would say, if people tell you, again, doctors, scientists, your own FDA, they're all saying to you, hey, this is not something that you should be taking. There is no positive impact if you are, if you are, you know, again, if you have COVID-19, does not fight COVID-19. And moreover than that, it could potentially kill you if you are in certain demographics, demographics that the president squarely sits right in the middle of. So, maybe he is taking it, and it's making him more batshit crazy than before, or maybe he's just fucking with you. One of the funny things about this is, they asked his doctor, so the president has a presidential physician, the physician did not say that he prescribed the drug to Trump, he merely said that they had had multiple ongoing discussions around the drug. So basically, you could think about it this way. Trump goes into the doctor. Can I take the drug? No. Comes back next week. Can I take the drug? No. Like, that's that's an ongoing conversation. Like, we're continuing to have a conversation, but I'm telling you the same fucking thing over and over and over again. So, you've got Trump there with his whole concept of, hey, you know, He's just allegedly taking this drug and he feels great. Now, they asked Mike Pence if Mike Pence was taking the drug. And Mike Pence was like, fuck no. <laughs> Look, Mike Pence 
may be for gay conversion therapy. He may not think that AIDS is actually a disease. But here's one thing that Mike Pence does not. He doesn't want to get nausea, vomiting, or lose his hair. At the very least, because of this dude's bullshit. So he was like, nah, I'm not taking this shit. And I think what they need to start asking is, they should start asking every person that sits in the White House whether they are taking the drug as well. And they should start asking every Republican congressman whether they are taking the drug. If these dudes, again, it's easy to say things when you have no skin in the game, right? So, again, if Rush Limbaugh can tell people it's cool to go back outside, but guess what? Me and Rush are both in our basements. <laughs> you know, you're not going to see, you're not going to run into Rush Limbaugh, you know, like at, at fucking Fridays, getting a brew. <laughs> you're never going to see him out. Rush Limbaugh is like literally, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that he has got a bunker like you've never seen before. So, again, we should start asking all of these Republicans whether they're taking this drug because the president has told you that this is an actual acceptable form to mitigate the disease. But, I don't know. Who knows? I find it so, there, again, there's a difference between saying something and when you have skin in the game. So, it was reported today that the president went down to Capitol Hill to meet with the U.S. senators. U.S. Republican senators. Okay. I personally would be like, yo, man, let's do that shit on Zoom. But, okay. I personally, if, if motherfuckers didn't have masks on, I would not even show up. Because here's the problem, because again, it's just like a gut reaction in your mind. You think, and it's a logical reaction, like, alright, I'm wearing a mask, I'm protecting myself. No, in actuality, you are protecting the rest of us from you. So if I go into any room and motherfuckers don't have masks on, like that's a that's a key for me not to be there. Like, and I'll do whatever needs to be done. I'll I'll make a fucking cough. I'll start sneeze. Anything that needs to be done to get me out the room. Because no, 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 I don't fuck with any of that shit. So number one, zoom me. Number two, if I gotta show up, cats gotta have masks. We gotta be spread out. Apparently, none of that was done. And the president, this is just, I, I swear to God, this is a true fact, decided he was going to treat these Republican senators to lunch. Great, we have a working lunch. That sounds amenable, right? Okay. It's a buffet. Now, I don't know when's the last time you went to a buffet. Some of you, you know, may be too, quote-unquote, well-to-do to go to a buffet. Other you motherfuckers probably been to the buffet all the time back in the day. Probably got like a Golden Corral membership that you don't want to acknowledge. And I'm not mad at a buffet. I personally don't fucking like buffets. But because I do, you know, I've had to travel and you do different events. Unfortunately, the majority of times it's a buffet. So the best thing that you can do in a buffet is to be the first motherfucker in the line. That's the best you can do. You, but you just have to literally just kind of shut off that part of your mind that worries about people breathing and touching shit that you're going to eat and just fuck it. Just eat the shit and just move on. But I never have been to a buffet during a pandemic. 
And I'm just going to say, fuck you. Like, if, 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 if anybody, I don't care, like, who the person would be, and they were like, yo, I want you to come to this buffet, and I would come. Like, I just wouldn't come. I don't care. If Barack Obama invited me to a buffet, I would not come. If Barack Obama, Michael Jordan, and, like, I don't know, the whole the whole group, the whole living group of Wu-Tang all had a buffet. And it was called Black Folk Buffet. I had a ticket to said buffet. I would not fucking go. That's just me, right? Others be like, hey, you know, it's Obama. I'm going to go to the... But no, I'm not, I, I, I just couldn't go um, to said buffet. But you literally see Republicans now not only following the, pl- the president blindly, but like putting their own personal life at risk. You know? Because none of that shit. And if you're talking about a contagious disease and you're all standing over the, sh- the salad bar or you're digging in the bread basket, tongs are not going to help you. <laughs> so, like, I just don't know, you know, how many more, it, again, we're not, so this is the problem with the disease. And what will be exacerbated as we go forward here is that more people are going to go up. Like, I, I have a guy that I work with, you know, I considered him to be a learned, you know, individual. And, you know, we were talking and he said, you know, what you do this weekend? And I, to me, you know, first of all, in work and business Typically, you know, on a Monday, if you're having perfunctory discussions before before jumping into substantive matters, it's like, you know, how was your weekend? And it's like, for me, I'm like, don't even fucking ask me that shit, dude. What'd you do this weekend? I did the same fucking thing I did every weekend. But, but you know, you had this conversation. How was your quarantine? I'm a quarantine. And so this guy goes, how was your weekend? I said, you know, I did the same thing I did last week. I stayed at home with the family. And he goes, oh, I, you know, this guy, and he lives in New Jersey. He said, I was down in, uh, Maryland. I went down to Montgomery County. And I'm like, what? You you went where? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? But, but but you see on television, a lot of people are going out. You know, for social shit. You know, beers and all sorts like that. And I get it. And I get it for twofold. Number one, it is hard to ask people to stay inside for eight weeks. Or eight, eight plus weeks, right? I get that. The problem is your federal government was not taking the appropriate steps to safeguard you during the eight-week period. So let me give you an example. If they had created a test, an accurate test, during this eight-week period of time that would give you you know, a result you know, in five minutes or whatever that may be. So you could see people going, hey, you know what? My staff, let's just say, let's just use the Cheesecake Factory for a second. My staff took the test. They are cleared for the day. And every day they come back to work, in the beginning of the day, they'll be tested again. And we'll test them when they leave. And if you test positive, you either self-quarantine or if it's bad, go to the hospital, whatever. But we can do that. And any And before any patron comes in the door, they get tested as well. Okay, you do all those steps, then you can see, you know, hey, opening up banks and opening up a lot of different things. But we're not able to do that. So people are going out because you have to think about it this way. You know, hey, 
a lot of people, you know, especially in certain age ranges, are a home. Or they've been sitting there with their roommates. Or, you know, they've been alone. And there is, you know, again, we are human beings. There is a desire to get out and entertain and mingle with people. Just think about this for a second. Put your shoes, put yourself in the shoes of a person who is single. Okay? They are single. They are quarantining alone in their apartment for over eight weeks. And I'm not even talking about, you know, anything about like sex or like that. I'm just talking about who do you interact with? On a human basis, obviously you can do Zoom, you can do all stuff like that, but there's zero physical contact. There's almost a paranoia about physical contact because of the fear of the disease. So people rightly, you know, feel a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. But just because you feel those ways, does that in and of itself say, all right, well, I waited eight weeks, now it's time for me to literally, you know, put my hand on the chopping block and see what will happen when I bring the cleaver down. Like, think about this for a second. People are going out. They're going out in droves. They're not in any type of social distancing. If you, if we can agree that during the eight plus week period that people were at home, that helped mitigate the virus. How do is how will it look potentially now that people are going outside? There have been recent articles and finding that people findings regarding individuals who have previously contracted the disease and then recovered from the disease are potentially susceptible to getting or contracting the disease again. Nobody knows the answers to this shit. But you have you know Nail salons, barber shops, restaurants, bars opening up. And I saw this one bar where they had, you know, it was creative out in Ocean City where they put a person inside like what appeared to be like a huge inner tube. So he was like, all right, well, this is, I guess the inner tube reflected the distance that you needed to be apart from each other. And, you know, that sounds great and funny. But I always thought to myself, and I looked at the thing, I was like, well, you're at a bar, you're drinking beer, Where, how are you going to go to the bathroom? You know, how are you social distancing in the bathroom, in a crowded bar bathroom? Or any of these places. So, an interesting time, to say the least. Um, as always, you know, before we close out, and, and I say this more often to the audience and not, you know, in a negative way or a fatalistic way or some type of, you know, predicting doom. But do you feel comfortable about how things are being handled and where we're headed? It's a question to pose to yourself. Like, you know, it's not like a knee jerk reaction, but it's something to think about. And if you don't feel comfortable, what does that mean? What does that mean for your loved ones? So it's real talk. You know, not the happiest note to end on, but real talk nonetheless. Yeah, I appreciate you tuning in. As always, stay safe, stay situated, stay calm, stay positive. Peace.